Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. I'm Steve Sanu here with Athena Frolik. Athena, what's up? Hi. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Athena is our guest host today, our co-host today. Uh, very happy to have you on loan from the community team. Uh, for those that might not know you or what you do, uh, who are you and what do you do at Wizards? Uh, I am one of the community managers for Magic Tabletop. I do a lot of work with competitive play, and you might see me because I do most of the tweets from the Magic Esports account. Darn right you do. All right, so <laughs> we've got a great show this week. We've got a very special guest on loan from Studio X. Uh, Gavin Verhey is here from the Tabletop Studio, and we will be talking more about Time Spiral Remastered, and we have quite a few preview cards for you, too. Many of them might even be in that lovely retro frame that so many of you are excited about. But first, we're going to do the news. News coming down the line. There are things that you've probably already heard of, but we want to make sure that you're aware of. First of all, we've got a secret layer drop going on right now. It's Black is Magic, proudly supporting Black Girls Code. It's available for sale right now at secretlayer.wizards.com. You get the cards that are shown in the picture right there. Black is Magic is $39.99 for a non-foil version and $49.99 for a foil edition. And again, you can pre-order that right now on secretlayer.wizards.com. The other thing that took place over this past week was League Weekend. That's right, we had another League Weekend coming down the line. You can check out the standings following that gameplay. You can also see some video on demands on uh, the Twitch channel. Take a look there. That's the MPL standings, and here are the Rivals standings. There are two pages of that because there are more Rivals than there are MPL members. Uh, if you're looking to, you know, throw a throw a bit of congratulatory praise towards your favorite player or a bit of encouragement you can go ahead and do that but uh lots more games to play lots more league weekends to do lots more magic to see get played in the future of competitive play so we've got a lot going on there and we've got a lot going on today let's bring on our special guest he's a friend of the show no stranger to the camera you might know him from good morning magic it's gavin verhey gavin what's up good afternoon magic players so good to be here I'm so happy that you've kept up on saying when you're on the show saying good afternoon, Magic players, as opposed to good morning. I love it's like one of my favorite things. It's a great gag. Uh, I'm telling you, good evening, Magic. Talk... That's got to be my next my next thing. That's right. And then finally, good night, Magic. Right when you, that's the one where you just read them a bedtime story that consists of just Aww. flavor text from cards. Right. Good night, Yagmoth. Good night, Urza. <laughs> good night. Emerson. Now I gotta make this happen. <laughs> Yeah, this is take take note. We're uh, we're doing new programming for you as we speak. Uh, that's not the subject of today, though. Today is the subject of Time Spiral Remastered, a set that so many people are excited about. You know, we've had a full week of preview since we kicked them off last week. And, uh, you know, you were the head product designer. You were the product design lead on this particular set. Uh, let's let's go back to the very beginnings of Time Spiral Remastered before it even became like a remastered set. Uh, where does designing a product like Time Spiral Remastered start? How does that process kick off and progress? Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, we'll go all the way back to the beginning. So many years ago, we made a set called Tempest Remastered. It was Magic Online only. Um, we launched it on Magic Online. It did okay. I mean, it didn't exactly win any awards, but people enjoyed it well enough. And it was kind of just, just you know, once again, in the annals of history. And I was looking for a new product to make. Um, and something that's been on my mind for a long time and a popular community request is, can we go back and do old draft formats again? And it's something that's always really, really resonated with me because 
we make these amazing draft formats. We spend so much time on them and you play with them. You love them. People talk about how, how great they are. They rate them. They're a part of the language people use to discuss magic, right? Like if, in a conversation, well, uh, a common topic might be among uh, experienced magic players. What are your favorite draft formats? But after they're gone, unless you're on like, you know, magic online at the right time, or you have a really great friend that has the packs, you're probably never going to be able to, to draft them. So there are all these amazing experiences that you just can't unlock. And, um, the remastered sets is kind of the way I think of doing that. Let's get these, these sets back out there so you can play them again. Time Spiral is one of my favorite formats of all time, but we're gonna curate them into the modern day, right? We're gonna, you know, cut some of the stuff that doesn't need to be there as much, um, you know, get rid of the sprout swarms of the world and, um, and make it a fresh, vibrant new draft environment with a little something extra. And that's where the bonus sheet comes in, which I'm sure we'll talk plenty about. Most excellent. Uh... Yeah, I, th I think that's great. Athena, uh, did you want to ask a question of Gavin? Oh, yeah. Uh, how many iterations would you say uh, Time Spiral Remastered went through? Like, how does it compare yeah. to the process for, like, a normal standard set? Yeah, it's so interesting, right? Because I talked about this a tiny bit last week, but there's such a big difference between standard sets and um, uh, these reprint-heavy sets. Because with a standard set or any set that allows for new cards, even a Commander Legends, you get to make stuff up to fill your holes. In a, in a reprint set, it's like a puzzle. You have to solve this puzzle. How can I make all these pieces go together? And in this case, you're, you're pretty constrained. You have just Time Spiral plus the bonus sheet to work with. So how do you make a set out of that? And you know, I want to give um, a, a big ups to Reggie Volk. He's not a, a name many people out there might recognize. He's relatively new to working on Magic sets. But in the very first week of design, he created a skeleton for the whole set that then um, Ben Hayes and the designers um, were able to take a look at and, and craft from there. So, um, you know, things change from that initial initial skeleton, but uh, and were iterated on. But when it comes to like classic time spiral stuff, it was pretty clear early on the kind of themes we wanted to hit and the kind of things we wanted to do with the set. And then, of course, it was a a, a lot of the iteration on the set went into um, getting those bonus sheet cards just right. Well, you know, we're at the tail end of previews. There's not a whole lot left to see. We are on, in fact, the last day of previews. Tomorrow, the full card image gallery will go live. Uh, so there. People throughout the preview season have gotten the chance to acquaint or, in fact, reacquaint themselves with a lot of the limited archetypes. And one of those archetypes is one of my personal favorite. It's slivers, right? Uh, it's, and these are the symmetrical slivers. These aren't the slivers that showed up in M15. These are the ones where when a sliver hits the battlefield, every sliver on the battlefield gets that ability. Um, what was the product design rationale for keeping those slivers in the format, but, but in fact, limiting them to certain colors? Yes, yeah, slivers were a hot topic of conversation. You know, there was, there was always the question of how deep should we go on slivers? Because we're taking three sets worth of slivers and condensing them down into one. So there's a lot of knobs on the amount of slivers you could have in the set. Um, I think we all agree we wanted slivers because they were such an iconic part of Time Spiral, right? It's like, it, it, to me, like, there's a big return of slivers. Let's do them here, right? They're a big part of Dominarian history. Um, but something that Ben Hayes came up with that I really liked was the idea of condensing them down into kind of an archetype. So yeah, there are slivers that you know span all the colors. Uh, Sliver Legion was previewed today, so there you go, big big reprint that's exciting for a lot of folks. But they're they're really focused on two colors here more than anything. Um, As so you can draft your two or three color sliver deck, um, uh, and you're not fighting with all five colors for slivers because once again, um, there's only this is one set, not three sets can it's three sets can down condensed down into one but it's just one set of cards. So if we put all those slivers from the set in there, that would pretty quickly eat up, you know, half of the card set or so. 
So we, we built it out to be a, a, a two-ish color archetype. And it's pretty fun to draft. And one of the nice things about this, I think, is that um, normally in full-time spiral block, everyone can kind of move into slivers, right? Any given person could like position themselves to move into slivers. But here it's like, if your colors are open, there's a good chance you'll be able to move into slivers because uh, people might not be taking uh, taking those cards because they're not those colors. So uh, it actually helps you get the sliver deck sometimes more often than not, which is, which is cool. Well, if you want to talk about an easy way, easy way to move into slivers, that uh, our preview card will certainly help you with that. This is the only preview card we have today that's in the main set. Let's go ahead and put it up there right now, producer Sean. It's Sliversmith. That's right. Yes, Two not to be confused Silversmith. Yes, very, very different. <laughs> very different. Uh, this is a two-mana artifact creature spell shaper. It's a 1-1, one, one, and for uh, an activated ability, pay one, tap it, discard a card, create a 1-1 one, one colorless sliver artifact creature token named Metallic Sliver. Uh, there's some history behind Metallic Sliver, isn't there, Gavin? Yeah, there totally is. So this is a part of a cycle that was in Future Sight, of these spell shapers. So spell shapers are something that started in Mercadian Masks block of these creatures that could tap and discard a card to cast a previous spell, right? Maybe they would cast a disenchant or cast a fog or an unsummon. Well, in future sight, looking forward in magic, we made these spell shapers that could tap to create tokens that were known magic creatures. So for example, we've already seen Linamore Mentor in the set, which taps to create Linamore Elves. And uh, Sliv Sliver Smith here taps to create Metallic Sliver. Now, Metallic Sliver, much like Linamore Elves and the other ones in the set, uh, this was a previously existing card. Metallic Sliver is from a Tempest block originally, which is really, really cool. And a really cool part about this too, and this really speaks to the remastered part of the set, is tokens didn't exist, or we didn't put tokens in packs back in original Time Spiral block. But in this remastered update, now the packs have tokens. So you will finally be able to open up Metallic Sliver as a token, which is really, really cool, as well as Linwar Mentor and, and those. And I don't, I don't know if we have those on, on hand, but... Um, if we don't have them to show off today, I'm sure you'll see them in, in the next couple of days. Um, I know Metallic Sliver, for example, we got new art for, which is really, really cool. So that's a neat part of the remaster process that I'm so glad we were able to bring to the set. Amazing. Yeah, I know I'm really excited about Slivers. One of the biggest things that I think of when I think of Time Spiral Block is the stories about people forcing Slivers in draft. And actually, um, someone that's pretty well known by the community, Jacob Van Leeuwen, kind of got his start as a Sliver kid forcing slivers into head of giant draft and end up winning a pro tour, which is pretty awesome. I think we would have gotten a lot of angry tweets at us if we had left them out entirely. Um, <laughs> it's, it's true. One of them would have so, probably been from me, to be honest. So, I mean, I mean, slivers are one of the most popular creature types in all of magic, right? So we, we weren't going to like uninvite them from the party. They're pretty important. And yeah, you know, part of Time Star Remastered, Athena, you're totally right, is recapturing those memories. And for mm -hmm. me, there's like almost nothing more iconic than um, than for Time Spiral Limited, than the two-headed giant pro tour where Jacob Van Lunen and Chris Lockman had they broke the format. It's, it's maybe the, one of the only times in history that a limited format got broken. And they're like, what we're going to do is just force slivers every time. We're just going to force force virulent sliver, which is this poison sliver. And I, I think it probably broke a record for like how fast the finals of a pro tour was because it was over in like under twenty minutes. Right? It was just like it was blisteringly fast, and uh, it was really awesome. So that's the history. The, the love letter um, to fans who've been playing for a long time that I'm so glad the set can provide. So speaking of nostalgia, I think one of the big home runs for this set is the retro frame cards. Um, how did that innovation come about? Like who came up with the idea? So I have wanted to do retro frame cards for a very, very, very long time. Uh, I love the old card frame. I mean, I, I like the new card frame has a lot of great things about it. Don't get me wrong. 
but I, I love the old card frame. I've always, I've always loved it. You know, that's when I started playing. And um, I've been looking for a place to put it. I, I, you know, tried pitching in all kinds of places, but it didn't quite work. And there were also just some production logistics that made it difficult to just use it on a one or two of basis. You know, we made a couple of promos with it that were judge uh, foils um, back in the day, but uh, it was pretty hard to unlock to do on a wide, on a wide um, scale. Um, so when I had the idea for the remastered set, it was like, this is perfect. Let's do the old card frame here because Time Spiral had this had this thing, right? In the original Time Spiral set, every pack had one card that was in the old card frame. And the twist is this time around, instead of getting one card in the old uh, one card in the old card frame from a previous magic set, you're getting one that has never been in the old, old card frame before. And it was just a perfect fit. And there was a lot of um, I, I know it sounds wild right now to say, given um, how much of a community success it's been. There was definitely a lot of debate internally as to if people would like this. I was very strongly in the camp of this is going to be awesome. And I think the moment that really sold it for everybody is when we got our first tests back. And I got I got young Pyromancer in my hands. And I just ran around the building showing it to everybody. Right? I showed it to Athena. I showed it to um, to a, a bunch of different people. And um, and everyone just like flipped out, right? It, it was a super cool moment. There it is right there. Another one so that was beautiful. predicted by the command zone was a solemn simulacrum. Like showing people the solemn simulacrum in the old card frame was like, yes, we have to do this. This is amazing. Um, and uh, so it was just a huge win for me. You know, I, one question I do want to address, and I have a video next week where I'll talk about this some too, but um, I've gotten a lot of questions from fans about, did we consider the planar chaos frames or the future site frames, right? Because those are also unique frames that, that came out here. Um, we did, we talked about it a lot. In fact, there was one pitch of the set, which I call Frame-a-Palooza, which had like every card showing up in every frame. And it was like, you would open, it was, it was really wild. But what we realized is that at the end of the day, you can't really build decks with the planar chaos or future site frames. No one is trying to make their legacy deck be all future site frames. <laughs> the technology doesn't exist for that. Where there's so many cards in the old card frame that you can't actually do that. So let's focus on the one thing that we know a lot of players like, that we know there's history for. And if it's popular, which I really believed it was, and it's, right now it's bearing out that it is, we'll do more of them in the future. And frankly, I think now, um, maybe in the future, we'll do planar chaos and future site frames at some point too, right? If, if people keep asking for them. But for now, let's make the, the, the old borders awesome. And uh, I think it's really showing an awesome spotlight on it in the set. And uh, the reception has been really good. So let's go over some logistics for the retro frames, because I'm seeing some questions in chat that I know we've answered previously, but it's good to go over, uh, go over it a little bit. So first of all, how do you get retro frame cards? How do you get them, Gavin? One per pack, boom, just like there we that. Go. One, in, one in every single booster pack of Time Spiral, Spiral Remastered. And as a little bonus, when a foil retro frame card drops, it kicks out a common, not your bonus sheet card. Um, so you can actually, in, in some cases, you can open up two in a booster pack, which is pretty cool. Uh, as an extension of that, are these uh, are the retro frame cards available in all languages that Time Spiral Remastered is being printed in? That boom, yes. Every 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 set they're translated into uh, the appropriate language. So if you open up a Russian booster pack of Time Spiral Remastered, you will find Russian bonus sheet cards. Um, and uh, I know there's like I I love foreign cards personally. I, I know not everybody does, but uh, looking over some of the files for other languages, like I want to get some Russian wastes. Those look totally <laughs> wild. So there's a lot of pretty cool stuff. I got to get my uh, my Kozlik Commander deck ready to go with those. All right, and here's the last bit of this three-part question. You cannot answer yes or no to this one because it has a has a more complicated answer. But uh, how can you use the retro frame cards? Like, what's the legality of them? Can you play them in limited, like that sort of thing? Yeah, totally. So one important thing about 
making things for us is we want to make sure that people can play with the cards, right? And we want to give them avenues to play with them. So uh, you can play them limited, first of all, which is totally awesome, right? If you crack open Sliver Legion, I, I guess that that's the main set. But if you crack open Solomon Simulacrum or uh, Young Pyromancer, totally playable and limited. And that's part of the fun for me because with 121 different cards on the bonus sheet, in every draft, you're only seeing a, 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 sub, a small section of those, right? So you can draft over and over and over again. And on Magic Online especially, you'll be able to draft over and over and over again and try out all those. Um, you can play them in Constructed in any format where they're legal. And actually, one thing we did uh, when designing the set was try and pick cards that would be available in a wide range of formats. So there are even some standard legal cards on the list, such as Banishing Light, which is really cool. So you could play some of these cards in standard, which is fun. Uh, all the way back through legacy uh, popular cards, like True Name Nemesis, to Commander Staples, like Atali and Solemn Simulacrum. So there are a, uh, it's whatever format that they're legal in. There are a ton of great options, I think, for many formats um, in the set. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited. How did you choose, like, exactly what cards were going to end up with a retro frame treatment? Very carefully. It was, I mean, the <laughs> retro frame cards were some of the longest and hardest discussions we've, we've had to had about what to use because we knew we were doing 121 of them. And like I said, there was some debate internally as to if this sheet would be popular. And so it was, it was very possible. There is a universe where these are the only retro frame cards that we ever make again, right, theoretically. And so we wanted to make sure that we picked ones that, um, that would really make sure that the players who love them would love them, right? That they could, you know, um, get what they needed for the formats they love. So for example, there's a lot of cards targeted at Legacy because a lot of those players really like being able to have a lot of their decks in the old card frame, which is why we see a lot of the Death and Taxes cards like Flicker Wisp and Containment Priest show up there. Um, a lot of cards that we know are fan favorites for Commander and Modern, we wanted to make sure to, um, to get those in there in the old frame. And I think also importantly, much like the original Time Spiral bonus sheet, we wanted to show off a range of magic, Magic's history, right? The idea is these are pulled from time. So you're not getting full cycles, right? There's one artifact land, you get Ancient Den, you know? Uh, there's, there's a lot, there's incomplete stuff that shows up here and you get kind of the smorgasbord of Magic history. So what I've been telling people online is this is one of, this set is kind of like um, my, my love letter to Magic players or one of my love letters to Magic players. And it's because the bonus sheet shows off so much of Magic's history, right? And if you started playing in the past 15 years, you will see a card on there that you recognize. All the cards are from, um, have only ever appeared in the modern frame. So if you start playing since Mirrodin, you will probably find a card on that sheet that speaks to you in some way. So we've talked about how you selected them, uh, but I know that I know that the community has been asking a variation of this question uh, over and over again, but were there any cards that were considered for the bonus sheet that ended up not getting printed due to how they interact with other cards in limited because this is a limited design set. Uh, yeah, we, we considered a lot of different cards and ultimately just not everything could make it, you know, and all kinds of different considerations were made. Um, the, the, I don't know that anything was directly scrapped because of limited. Um, you know, I'd have to ask Ben Hayes that question, but there were a lot of great cards that were left on the cutting room floor. And our hope is, and I think it's likely now, given how popular this set is, that we will do the old card frame again. I think that is becoming uh, very likely. And, um, you know, there'll be lots of chances to find the rest of your artifact lands, whatever the thing is um, that you're hoping for. What I will say on the flip side of that, Steve, is there were a lot of cards that we put into the set on the bonus sheet because they added a new dimension to limited. So when you draft, like, you get the time spiral that you know and love and all that is there. But you've never got to do things before, like play intangible virtue in your uh, Thalid Sapperling deck. You've never got oh, to God, why? remand. Oh no! You've never got to remand a suspend spell before, which is a real a real kick in the teeth if you've oh, never had that happen God. to you. Um, so there's some really fun synergies uh, today. One of the cards that was previewed was um, 
uh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? It's the black green sapperling lord from Dominaria. Slimefoot. Everyone loves Slimefoot. Slimefoot was, was previewed today, right? You never have to play your black green sapperling deck uh, with all the time spiral sapperlings in limited, right? That's super cool. So, um, I love these kind of unique synergies we found. And uh, on the whole, a lot of the cards play into that while still being really cool in their own right. Um, there are a couple exceptions. I, I apologize to anybody who loses the true name Nemesis Unlimited, uh, but that's one that we just knew legacy <laughs> players would really want to get their hands on. Um, but yeah, so there was a wide range of reasons why cards were picked. All right. This one's a pretty mean question, but you have to choose. What's your favorite retro frame card? Oh my gosh. It is so hard to pick. It is, it is truly a hard choice for me, Athena. And you can go from it in two different directions, right? Like, which card looks best in the retro frame which is just, versus just, like, which card I'm most personally excited about. But I think, like, for me, one of the biggest winners is Ponder. Ponder is a card that I love to play with. I think the art looks amazing in the retro card frame. I love I love the this, this art choice here of the three moons. It feels like it comes out of, the, of an olden era. And it gets played in a wide variety of formats, the ones where it's still legal anyway, all the way from Popper to Cube to Legacy. So this is one of my favorites for sure. Uh, I mean, I love, I also love the Trinket Mage and the Nature's Claim and the Solemn. I mean, it's, it's so hard to pick. I can, I can sit here and keep naming them. It's so hard, hard to pick just one. Um, so I, I will say one thing that I do want to say that brings a huge smile to my face is because it's Time Spiral, because it is Time Spiral, there are some cards on the bonus sheet, which are, of course, references to things from time spiral because what would a time spiral bonus sheet be without in jokes to time spiral so a card that brings a smile to my face is um master of the pearl trident on the original time spiral bonus sheet was lord of atlantis so this time around we have master of the pearl trident which is the alternate version of lord of atlantis right so there's some there's some very deep in jokes on this sheet that make me smile quite a bit i love it uh, were just... there any Go sorry, ahead. sorry. Uh, before before you ask your next question, uh, chat. Yes, we are reading you. Uh, if you have questions for Gavin, please do put them in chat, and we will see if we can answer them. Go ahead. Oh, my next question, easy one. Were there any that cards that you made that once you saw them in the old frame, you're like, wow, this looks like it always belonged there? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, Solemn Simulacrum. I think we showed that earlier, but that is one that you look at it, and it just feels like it's it's an old frame card. But there's some that surprised me that I wasn't expecting. And, and those two, and uh, maybe we can pull one of them up on the screen here, are Trinket Mage and Nature's Claim. You know, um, Trinket Mage especially is a card from Mirrodin, which is a, a futuristic setting, right? It, it, it's the place where the new card frame debuted. So it feels like, yeah, this should be a really futuristic looking thing, right? Well, why would this work around this older card frame? But man, that art just feels like it belongs here. It feels like this is right out of Antiquities or something like that. You know, it's a, it's a person tinkering with a weird looking artifact. Um, and, uh, and to me, it's a really great fit. Um, for that frame. And Nature's Claim as well, you know, if we can pull that one up here for a second. Nature's Claim has this, like, really gorgeous, like, almost, people have compared it to Stream of Life looking artwork. And um, I think that card looks really, really pretty in the old card frame here. And, like, it always belonged there. Like, it was from Odyssey or Onslaught or something like that. So, I, I love it. So pretty. Amazing. Uh, there are a lot of player favorites, obviously, a lot of your favorites that have been revealed so far in the retro frame. Uh, We've got four more to show you, four more on this show alone. That's right. Uh, and so let's let's talk a little bit about what went into the selection process of these cards, where they might get used. I know that people are chomping at the bit to to see them. So let's go ahead and not keep them waiting. Let's put up the first preview card for Weekly MTG today. Producer Sean, go ahead and throw it up there. 
It's Hollow One, originally printed in Amonkhet block. Gavin, why why Hollow One? Um, well, so like I said, we wanted to hit a wide range of formats, and Hollow One is a card that has shown up in um, a number of different modern and legacy decks. Right, you you play um, all these cards that make you discard cards, like Goblin Lore. Um, and uh, then you slam down three hollow ones. In fact, you can go like turn one or turn two hollow one, which is really, really cool. Or a bunch of hollow ones, depending on, on you know, how good your hand is. Um, one fun fact about hollow one is so early on, we got a few tests back in the old card frame. And I think the thing that everyone honed in on, and I especially honed in on very quickly, is how good the artifacts look in the old card frame. It, it, it really like, they have this really cool feel and look to them. And so I went back to Ben Hayes, who was the lead designer. I was like, hey, let's look for as many uh, cool artifacts as we can find to get into this frame. And Hollow One was not one of the ones that we originally picked out, but we looked through uh, options of what was available. And it, this seemed like a really great pick that got played in um, Eternal formats and had that artifact frame. And that art, by the way, like that just feels so at home, right? It is, it is like a dusty old relic. You just blew some dust off of and, and you know, found it in a booster pack. And uh, I think it looks really cool. Athena, you uh, you once sent me a, I think a, either a legacy or a vintage deck that vintage uh, heavily deck, featured yeah. hollow ones. Yeah, it was a vintage deck that uh, that heavily featured hollow ones and bizarre of Baghdad. Uh, that yeah, was a crazy so deck. There's all sorts of like fun discard shenanigans you can do with hollow one, which is why I think it's been so popular in the eternal formats. Um, it's sort of one of the cards that. You know, if you can cheat it into play, you can cheat it into play, and then it's all of a sudden a four-four body. And especially when you're talking about eternal formats, it's not often that you have something that can just like go toe to toe with the four-four, just because most people are playing powerful spells and not really big creatures. So it's a really fun card, and I'm, I'm real. I love it. I love it in the retro frame. It looks so beautiful. There are so uh, many yeah, great stream clips. Oh, there are so many great stream clips over the past few years of people like you know playing two or three hollow ones on the first turn and especially because the, the deck plays cards like goblin lore you never quite know what's going to stick in your hand so it, it really leads to a, a lot of fun moments amazing uh we've got three more cards for you so let's just move on to the next one uh this one is a card that first showed up in the set return to ravnica uh, producer sean if you could go ahead and throw that card up on the screen it's epic experiment uh, this is a card that I never expected to see in a retro frame. I'll be honest with you, Gavin. Uh, what was the what was the reasoning behind this one? Yeah, you know, so once again, we wanted a wide range of things on the bonus sheet. It's not just all cards that are legacy staples. We wanted it to hit hit a wide range of, of feelings. And this is a card which uh, it was a a fun build around Johnny Jenny card when we first released it, and um, it shows up you know every now and then cubes or wacky commander decks and. Uh, it, to me, this shows off a lot of the fun potential of Magic, right? You can draft a deck in Time Spiral Remastered with Epic Experiment that you would never be able to draft before, but there's Storm in the set, and wow, when you flip into a bunch of different spells off of Epic Experiment, and you've got a Storm spell as one of them, that's a pretty cool moment. So it's a, it's a draft archetype you've never been able to do before, but you can grab this and try to try to make something wacky and wild happen. Um, ben Hayes uh, as, did, did a great job trying to get... Um, every uh, two-color combination to have a multicolored card in the set. And this is the, the blue-red entry, Epic Experiment. Yeah, I, I have fond memories of seeing seeing this, but almost never casting it in Return to Ravnica Limited. And I've seen some commander decks take some pretty ridiculous swings with this card, uh, for sure. So I'm excited to 
see those folks get a new version of it because i think this is the only other version of it we've ever printed uh there have been no alternate arts for it i think this is the only only one we've done one thing that I love about these bonus sheet cards is just how much replayability they add to the draft. I mean, as mentioned before, there's 121. You open up 24 packs in a draft. It's going to take you a long time to see all of these. And you get even more of that replayability when you um, make cards like this, which I would say, you know, only in every couple drafts is this that shows up is this going to be a card that will make a deck. But when it makes a deck, it is awesome, and the stories are incredible. And so especially when you're playing on something like Magic the Gathering online, and you can jam those drafts back over and over, I know I, for one, am really looking forward to seeing um, how, what, you know, the different deck streamers make and seeing what, what wild things happen. I already know there's people I've been talking about online who are trying to assemble combos like Kiki Jiki, Restoration Angel, or my personal favorite, Leveler Laboratory Maniac. So there's all <laughs> kinds of fun, uh, fun moments that, that could happen in that for sure. Leveler oh, Laboratory Maniac has a 100% game end rate. It's not clear who's going to win, but definitely one player is going to win after Le Leveler Laboratory Maniac happens. If anyone pulls uh, that off, please clip it and send it to us at Magic Esports. I would love to, love to see that. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's move on. We, we've had a artifact card and a gold card, a multicolor card. This next card is both at the same time. Let's put it up there. It is... Tide Hollow Sculler, and I can tell that we went with the gold frame over the artifact artifact frame here, Gavin. Yeah, so, you know, one thing about the old card frame is we were working with frames that existed, right? So I know on the newer card frame, a lot of folks are used to artifact borders or enchantment borders like we saw with Cursor of Crucifix yesterday. Um, this is, this is, uh, doesn't have the, those same trappings, right? Because we're revisiting the retro style. That was not a frame that existed. So we did go with the gold frame here for Tide Hollow Sculler. It just it communicated how you cast the card a little, a little better. Um, this is a card which is definitely a cube staple that shows up in a lot of cubes. It's a great two-mana efficient creature. And it shows up in the occasional legacy deck as well, the occasional modern deck as well. It's also, also just been a fan favorite for a long time. You know, uh, an efficient two-mana 2-2 two -two creature that can nab a card out of your opponent's hand is, is really nice. Um, and there's all kinds of tricks you can pull because this is in the old wording where um, if you... The way, the way this works is if you get that leaves the battlefield trigger to trigger before the enters the battlefield ability resolves, you take a card out of their hand permanently. And as we talked about on the show last week and showed off on, on Weekly MTG last week, there are cards in this set like Momentary Blink. So you can play this thing down, blink it in response, and get a card out of your opponent's hand permanently plus another card with the, um, with the Scholar's first ability. So once again, there's a lot of those fun interactions like that that you um, have never got to do before in uh, Time Spiral that you get to do here in Time Spiral Remastered. I do have a fun story about uh, Tide Hollow Sculler being a cube staple. Uh, I love cube. It's one of my favorite formats. And there was a game that I played uh, at one point where I managed to Tide Hollow Sculler away a Black Lotus because my opponent was uh, was afraid of getting encountered. So I was able to Tide Scholar Hollow uh, Tide Scholar Tide Hollow Sculler away a Black Lotus. And uh, within this cube that I was playing, Silent Blade Oni was also a card that uh, that was in the draft, and I had it. So, uh, you know, it got to the point there where they didn't touch the Sculler because they didn't need the Lotus, apparently. Uh, so I just waited until I was able to control their board such that they couldn't block my Sculler. I attacked with my Sculler. It was unblocked. I ninjutsued in Silent Blade Oni. Uh, Tide Hollow Sculler went away. The Lotus went back to their hand, and I stole their Black Lotus. <laughs> That's a pretty great one. Weird... I mean, and, and in Time Spiral, 
in Time Story Remastered, you can't re recapture that exact moment, but you can uh, ninja in Ninja of the Deep Hours with your Tide Hollow Scholar to, re to reset it, which is, a, which is good fun. So uh, all kinds of nostalgia present here. Cards, very, That's very really fun. Cool, so we've shown you... We've shown you three different cards already. We've shown you Hollow One, which is an artifact. We've shown you Epic Experiment, which is a gold non-creature spell. We've shown you a Tide Hollow Sculler, which is a artifact and gold creature spell. Uh, there is one category that we haven't quite hit yet, and that's what our last card is. We've saved, in my opinion, the best for last. Uh, Gavin has yeah. something to say before we move to the last card. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, before we show the last card, so something we did, because once again references time spiral right like do you get it that, that is like the tagline of the set um something we did we did on the bonus sheet is um is we made a cycle of five lands one for each color that were all members of other common and uncommon cycles so for example ancient den was a card that we showed off earlier that is a the white member of that cycle ramunap ruins is the red member of that cycle which we showed off earlier but Jukabog is the black member of that, of that cycle um, so a lot of people have been guessing all day what the blue one of that cycle is going to be. And now we're going to show it to you today. Let's show it to him. It's Mystic Sanctuary in the retro frame with the land typing island. Uh, for those of you that don't know about Mystic Sanctuary, this was a common that showed up in Throne of Eldraine. Uh, and it is a, it has the basic land type. So whenever it enters the battlefield, it enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other islands. And when it enters the battlefield untapped, you may put target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard on top of your library. Uh, this is a very, very powerful, powerful card. So powerful, in fact, that it was recently banned in modern. Um, but uh, Gavin, <laughs> talk a little bit about Mystic Sanctuary. Uh, this is a very, very powerful card. Yeah, it's extremely powerful. Uh, you know, it's seen bands in modern and, and uh, definitely looked at other places too. That said, it's still very playable in Commander, Cube. This card will show up in a lot of places. You know, we make these sets. It's not like we were looking at the booster packs last week. You know, we make these sets far in advance. And so um, this has been in there for a while. But I am so glad that uh, we get to bring it out here because it does look so good in that retro card frame, first of all. I think the, the art here, it feels like something out of Ice Age or to me. It, it's really awesome. As far as power goes, being able to reset an instant or sorcery for free is, I mean, that, it's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a free recollect style effect on a land. It goes to the top of your library. It's reclaimed technically, but it's really good. You can reuse removal spells unlimited, card draw spells unlimited. But of course, in Constructed, there's all kinds of much more nefarious things you can reset, whether you're resetting time walks or um, big splashy spells. Um, and going with other preview cards we've seen here today, in the limited format, you can build a pretty cool storm deck with Mystic Sanctuary, reset your big storm spell, maybe even put an epic experiment back on top of your library, right, to do it all over again. Um, so there's a lot of fun to be had with this card, and it's one of the cards you'll find here on the Retro Frame list. Amazing. Amazing. I... There's just one more. No, we're retro framed. Oh, Sean, you pulled it, you pulled out the retro frames. I love oh, it. Put up like maybe pictures props, or something, you know. Props to producer Sean for mocking that up. I didn't even know he was going to do that. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so before we move on to audience questions, you know, I think everybody, the question on a lot of people's minds right now is whether or not there are plans to make more remastered sets in the future. Right. Uh, and so I put it to you, Gavin, answer as best as you can. You know, what are your plans for remastered sets for the future? I think it is becoming more and more likely with every minute that passes that we will do more remastered sets in the future, given the incredible uh, community reaction to this site. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of questions to figure out, but uh, I, to, you know, to tell a brief story, and I, and I told Rosewater this story, which he related in his column this week as well. When I was originally pitching Time Spiral Remastered, I had five different blocks I thought were really good options to remaster right off the bat. I'm not gonna tell you what the blocks are because that would ruin some of the fun. I, I think it's fun if you all speculate a little bit, but I ran through them all with people and, uh, and pitched them on the five. And Time Spiral was the most popular, and I'm happy because it's the one I wanted to do the most. Um, but I definitely have other great ones in the canister that um, I think we could do and be really successful with. So I think it's getting more and more likely by the day. Now, there are a lot of questions about what that means exactly. Like, for example, should the retro card frame be tied to remastered sets? Or should every remastered set do something different, right? Should they have, have its own thing? If we were to do, I'll, I'll just pick an example. If we were to do like Kaladesh remastered, should it instead put the masterpiece card frame on a lot of those cards, right? There's, there's a lot of different things like that that we, we will have to talk about and discuss. Um, but in terms of remastered sets in general, you know, sets not out yet. We'll see how it, what happens when the rubber hits the road. But I feel very confident um, about this one being a success based on the community reaction so far. And I think even more than remastered sets, I think that any um, discussion about the retro card frame not being popular enough has been dissuaded. Um, I think that that is now very clearly uh, quite a popular success. Not everyone loves it. Totally respect and understand that. It's not for everybody. But I think the odds of us using that more in the future is extremely high based on what I'm seeing here. So uh, we are now going to go to chat and look at uh, look for some questions. Athena, if you see any, do let me know. I wrote a couple of down, a couple of them down. Um, there was a question about how often bonus sheet cards occur, uh, individual cards occur. It is a full sheet, so it's a 121 card sheet. All cards have an equal chance of dropping in that slot. Is that correct, Gavin? Yep, yep. So the, it's exactly the same way that original Time Spiral did it. And in fact, you know, we didn't even talk about this, but all the cards um, that are in the structure card frame have a purple expansion symbol. And that was a nod in original Time Spiral um, uh, to always the discussion of purple, of, of the purple color. But anyway, uh, it was a nod, th that is a nod to the original time spiral, which did the same thing, a uh, purple expansion symbol. So they all drop at exactly the same rate. You have, you have the same chance of opening up a Wastes as you do a um, Psalmist and Malacrum. So. Uh, people, there's some people in the chat asking for Strixhaven info. Still way too early for that. Uh, I do want to talk about it. We all want to talk about Strixhaven. Uh, just hold on, be patient. It is coming. Uh, there are no Strixhaven at... cards on the retro card card sheet. I'll say that much. Nothing like that. Uh, people are asking for a lot of things with the retro frame, as I'm sure you might imagine that our show is focused on that right now. Uh, what their their questions about? Hey, could we do uh, you know uh, retro frame? Just a full set of retro frame basics. Could we do a full set of like retro frame cards with just just cards in the retro frame getting printed for a full booster booster draft set uh you know i don't obviously you can't answer any of these things specifically because it's still pretty early days but uh maybe you could talk a little bit about uh your attitude and what what in your wildest dreams you'd hope to accomplish now that you've seen the reaction to the retro frame yeah absolutely so um once again as i mentioned a little bit earlier we had we for this set we had 121 cards to work with which you know 121 cards compared to all the sets that have come out since mirrodin which was 2004 right this that's like 16, 17 years of magic sets, we're not gonna like encapsulate everything in there, not even close. Um, so there were a lot of hard cuts that had to get made. But given the reaction of this, I think it's likely we'll do more uh, in the future and when and if that happens, um, a lot of the cards that are being mentioned here will certainly be ones 
that, that are considered. One thing I do want to say is I've gotten a number of requests from folks, both in this chat, but also in places like Twitter, um, to see cards that were already printed in the old card frame with new artwork in the old card frame. An example would be Lightning Bolt, but with the newer art in the old frame. I, I, I hear you. I know there's a lot of folks who want that to happen. But for me, the biggest number change is moving from zero to one. And right now, if you want to play with old card frame Lightning Bolt, those exist. You can go out and find them. Where before today, or before Thomas Brawl Remastered, you could never play with an old card frame Mystic Sanctuary. So I think we're going to be prioritizing the cards that have never appeared in the old card frame when we do these reprints. Um, but, uh, you know, not, not to say that, that those are off the table, but I think that's what you can expect is getting cards that have never been in the, in the retro card frame into that card frame. Um, that was a priority here. And going forward in the future, I expect that would be the priority as well. Uh, there are a lot of folks that are asking about a subject that this show is not about, but I'm going to throw you a little bit of a, of a tidbit. Uh, there's some arena players in here looking for some updates on Magic the Gathering Arena and when they can find out more information about what's coming to the game. Uh, keep a close eye out tomorrow. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, let's see. Any other? Uh, Athena, you see any questions coming down the line in chat that we can ask Gavin? I'm seeing less questions, more demands. Uh, a lot of people want to see the Eldrazi <laughs> in the old frame, which... I might be personally bugging you about later because that sounds like a great idea. Um, the one question though, why was Damnation shifted to Mythic? Yeah, um, well, one thing I want to say before I get there is uh, when it comes to Eldrazi in the retro frame, one thing that we decided to not do for this set um, because we wanted to ca recapture the nostalgia was um, we didn't want to create any frames that didn't previously exist. And that's why, for example, like on the artifact and enchantment frames, those are all previously existing magic frames. We didn't make like a new artifact colored frame or something. Um, so we did talk about the Eldrazi, but there isn't an old frame that is colorless, non-artifact, non-land. And we didn't want to make a new one for this because that would, might feel kind of weird. So if that's something you'd like, let us know for sure. And, and we can look into to doing it. Um, okay, so anyway, on, on the topic of, uh, of that card in particular, you know, we needed to we, make mythics for this set. And we only had the cards in Time Spiral to select from. So when you look at some of the most iconic cards in Time Spiral Block, th that's just one of them in black. And it made a lot of sense to push it up to Mythic. Normally we don't do board sweepers. Um, we don't do you know uh, those kind of things at the Mythic Rarity, but just looking at what our options were, there just aren't a ton of options for the block. So that was one that, that we chose. And really, I think in this set, you know, the focus is much more on the retro sheet cards than it is the rares and the mythics of the set. There's sweet rares and mythics, don't get me wrong. There's some great reprints. Mm -hmm. We've seen Tarmogoyf, we've seen Gemstone Caverns, you know, a lot of, a lot of cool staple stuff. Um, but it, it's different than a normal master set where the focus is really on these retro card cards, I think, more than the rares and the mythics. Uh, there are some questions about where this is going to be available and how it's going to be available. So let's uh, let's go over that really quickly. Time Spiral Remastered will be available in draft boosters, and those draft boosters will go on sale on March 19th. Friday, March 19th is the release day for that. Uh, this product will also be available on Magic the Gathering Online. Gavin, will uh, the retro cards be available in the retro frame on Magic the Gathering Online? As far as I know, yes. I know that the Magic Online team is really excited about this. And, and look, you know, I've got a lot of comments about this. I know that gathering in person to play is difficult right now. And, and in many, many cases, thank you all for being careful at, at home and, and not doing so. Um, or when you do so, do very responsibly. But uh, Magic Online is, is, is the answer for a lot of people who aren't able to gather and play in person. Um, and 
playing on Magic Online, you can draft a set over and over again, no problem. So I encourage you to go and give it a try there. And if you, if you can get a box, if you can get some packs, stash it away for when the world is a different place and uh, you know, go out and draft it with your friends then. And then in the meantime, Magic Online is a, is a great place to play the set. That's right. And as uh, Chris Peeler, who is in chat right now, just put into chat, March 18 is the start of Time Spiral Remastered events on Magic Online. Uh, this set will not be available on Magic the Gathering Arena. So uh, it's Magic the Gathering yep. Online and uh, Tabletop. So we, uh, there will, in the coming days, also look for some more information about uh, some potential play events that are going to be out there. Uh, pay attention to Magic Twitter and the, uh, and the mothership for that. So... Uh, yeah. Let's see. There, there, there's also some questions. I've seen this question pop up quite a few times. Why uh, the Tarmogoyf redesign that is on the box art is not on the card art? And this is something that you have already answered on Twitter, right, Gavin? Yeah, and I, I there's a good answer to this. So we, we do this sometimes, right? For example, Ultimate Masters had the same deal. There was new art that looked like it was for Dig, dig Through Time that was not on, on a card. Did this for um, Double Masters as well. We do this a lot. And um, the... the People are like, oh, why don't you just put this on Tarmogoyf? Well, first of all, whether or not that's right to do is a whole different discussion because part of what we want to do here is recapture the nostalgia and opening up the original future shifted artwork on Tarmogoyf in your booster pack is some of that nostalgia. And um, I don't think that art has ever been reprinted, right? So that's, that's one axis of this. But another thing about it, and, and, and it's really important, and I will note before I say any of this, I am not an art director. So this is to the best of my knowledge, and I'm not going to claim that I know everything perfectly here. But what often works for the front of a box and what's commissioned for the front of the box is not the same thing that will work well for uh, a card, right? There's a, for example, it's possible that there, there isn't even enough to go in a square aspect ratio for a card. It might just be that, that image designed in a specific way to go on the front of a box. So it's not like, oh, we just copy paste it in. That doesn't always necessarily even work. And vice versa, you know, um, what works well for a card doesn't always work well on the front of a box. Um, so that's, that's why the, the Tom McGuire in this case doesn't have uh, um, uh, that art from the box doesn't show up on the card instead, or one of the reasons. That's why the Kaya, for example, on the front of the Kaldheim box doesn't show up there. This is art that's specifically designed to be eye-catching on the box, draw you in with a character-focused approach that fits that box perfectly, not necessarily what would go well on a Magic card frame. So, there you go. Uh, we did jump over uh, Athena's question a little bit earlier about uh, the the determination of Mythic Rares in the, uh, in the set, because Mythic Rarity didn't exist when <laughs> The first time viral block came out. So how did uh, how did the team determine what ended up getting uh, pushed to mythic? Yeah, I mean, you know, we only had the options of cards that were in these three sets. Part of remastering the set is choosing cards from Time Spiral, Planar Chaos, and Future Sight. And so we kind of looked over them at the most iconic cards and um, you know what would be appropriate as mythics and, and put them and put them in those slots. We did talk about. There was definitely a lot of discussion around doing mythics at all, right? Should we have no mythics in this set? Should it just be rares, a throwback to what Time Spiral was originally? But the consensus was, if we're going to remaster a set, we're going to give it all the trappings of today, you know, putting tokens in the packs, an updated limited environment, so on, the new, you know, the current card frame, all the things you would expect. Um, let's, let's give it go all the way, right? And so that's, that's why mythics are in this set. And once again, as I noted a moment ago, for me, with this set, the focus on uh, is really on those retro card frame cards, and that's just where a lot of the, the excitement is. Don't get me wrong, there's some really exciting reprints, Gemstone Caverns, Urborg, Sliver Legion, Tarmogoyf, like all kinds of hot stuff um, at, at, at high rarities. Um, but yeah, ultimately, we only had the cards in the set to choose from. Uh, Athena, would you like to show the thing that you just showed to camera a little bit closer to camera oh, yeah. so they can see it a little bit better? This will be a little janky. It's like <laughs> classic. Ooh, can you see this? But the they're so beautiful. 
man. And I keep so doing double takes a... because it's... Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, they uh, just look so at home. Uh, I understand how cameras And, and I really want to give a huge so nice. shout out <laughs> for a moment here. I want to give a gigantic shout out to uh, Jesslyn Zillow and our um, entire production team and our art team for not letting us build the frame again, spending a lot of time getting everything looking just right. It was a ton of effort by them. And I can't say how much I appreciate it because I'm not the one putting the cards into the frame. It's it's those hard folks who are super hardworking. So thanks to everyone on the production side of things who made this happen because it's a real home run. Here's a here's yeah. a blast from the past question. Uh, did you think of putting player cards in the packs? Uh, well, you know, the pro player cards only came in tournament packs, and there's no tournament packs for Time Spell Remastered. So I'm sorry, there's no way that was going to work out this time around. You'll have to go and ask answer one of the other. To answer one of the other questions that I saw earlier up in the chat, uh, the product suite for Time Spiral Remastered is just draft boosters. So there are no collector boosters, no set boosters, just draft boosters for Time Spiral Remastered. Uh, yeah, you can buy the three pack, I think, uh, but that's it, right? The three draft right, boosters. Right, right, right. I think, uh, Athena, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we've gotten sort of the end of questions that we can answer. There are some that obviously we can't, we would love to be able to, but we can't, so we're not going to answer them. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. I think that's about it. I think we covered most of the major topics that are here. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week, I think. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. I want to extend a special thank you to Gavin for being here, not just today, but last week as well. So thanks for the two-week stint as a guest. Uh, Athena, thank you for stepping in as co-host today. We're definitely going to have you back. You'll see more of Athena in the coming weeks. Uh, coming up coming up the next couple of shows. Next week, we are going to be taking a break talking about tabletop magic. We're going to have a special show for the Story and Vorthos fans out there. We're going to be having some special guests from the Boom Studios editorial team, uh, and they are the ones that are responsible for the new Magic the Gathering comic book that will be coming out in April. So we're going to get the writer and the editor on the book in the studio to talk a little bit more about that project and what you might be able to expect and see from some characters that you haven't seen in a while in card sets. Um, so there will there'll be that. For those that are acting, uh, that, that are asking about Strixhaven information, stay tuned. It's not yet, but it'll be soon. And then on the 18th, uh, Athena will be back, as well as a guest, a friend of the show that we haven't had in some time, Marshall Sutcliffe. And we'll be opening up some Time Spiral Remastered product and building some sealed pools to get into practice for those sealed events. And, uh, you know, to practice your booster opening skills for tabletop release day. So uh, please do come back and see us next week and the week after. But until then, thank you again to Gavin. Thank you to Athena. And we hope all of you have a lovely rest of your day. Bye. Thanks, everyone.